Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with Rob Lewis of Inc. Realty, Philip talks about negotiating tactics for buying and selling a home, earnest money, option periods, title insurance, closing dates, and why picking the wrong realtor might cost you tons of money. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of the Ask Philip podcast. And I'm talking again with Rob the Realtor about real estate. And we, we wanted to have this conversation because, you know, I've personally had a few clients that decided to try to buy real estate, buy real estate on their own. Um, and, um, and I am somebody, obviously, because of what I do, I value wise counsel, right? It's it's an old time tested principle. You know, I I think back to when Henry Ford, you know, back in the day when they were they were what were they trying to do to Henry Ford? They were trying to like um, he was oh no no it was some newspaper that called him dumb, and so he sued him, and so then they had to prove that he was you know dumb and illiterate, and they were asking him <laughs> they were asking him all these questions about like you know when was this war fought in the past, and what about this, and what about that, and he didn't know any of the answers to the to the questions and and so then they so then they uh uh they were like see you know the court the court was laughing and they were like see he's an illiterate and then finally they asked him like an offensive question and he said listen if I really want to answer this question that you were asking me that's like completely irrelevant to like what I do right um I can push the button and get the answer to any question you ask me like right now you know what I mean so why why am I wasting time filling my head with this useless knowledge right the, the uh-huh. point is and this was at the time he was the richest man in, in you know in the world. And so the point is, every successful person that I meet, right, they don't they don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You know, they just want to be able to see a problem, organize people and resources together to solve the problem, and you know, uh, and and get the problem solved, right? So I'm, I'm applying that to real estate because going going back to it, I think people underestimate the value of a good realtor. There's a whole lot of like shitty realtors out there, you know, but Unfortunately. the value of a good realtor comes into negotiation. And so I challenged Rob to uh, come on here and stun on y'all and teach and, and, and give away some of the some of the game on negotiation tricks and tactics so y'all can see that uh, that that it's valuable. Cool, cool. Well, I mean, let, let let's jump right on in let's it. Jump so, right into it, man. So let's 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 let's. What what, what are uh, you know? What, we're just kind of go through some. So so, what are some of the things that you do to really you know um, provide value in the negotiating process? So, or, or you know, I guess not 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 even you do. I'm saying it wrong. Like, let's just go over specific like ideas that you've shared to like make when you make clients money or save them money you know, in the, in the process. So looking at the, the way that contracts are written today in today's market, you you have to be extremely savvy um, from a buyer's perspective 
And, and I'm going to look at this from both from both angles because I, I work with buyers, I work with sellers. So, and from the seller's perspective, you have to have all your ducks in a row to prevent from getting uh, what, what we're going to call a lame duck buyer, somebody who's, you know, arbitrarily, you know, looking for a house who may serious, who may not have all of their ducks in a row, because that that can cause you a lot of pain. Uh, on the end. So I know on one of the previous podcasts we were talking, about, um, you know, working with buyers, working with sellers, and we kept coming back to contracts, it's contracts, contracts. So let's talk about this contract. So what what everybody thinks is the main important, is, is the main thing on a contract, which it is, uh, but it's not the only thing, is the sales price. So everybody thinks, oh, I just want the most, you know, sellers, I just want the most, most for my house, I want the most for my house, blase scoop. When, when in actuality, you know, a lot of the other components of the contract can add up. So, of course, numero uno, sales price. So, uh, when, you, when you look at a real estate contract, that is the thing that's going to stand out. The second aspect of the contract, let's talk about the earnest money. So everybody says, well, but, you know, sellers want a big amount of earnest money to put down. I want them serious about it. And, and buyers, you know, they don't want to put as much down uh, just because they don't want to be that heavy cash into when in actuality, Nine times out of 10 in a transaction, if, if both parties have done what they were supposed to do correctly, nine times out of 10, if a contract falls out, the buyer is going to get the earnest money back. That's the reality of the situation. Um, there are, if I remember correctly, the last time we had a contract update, there are 17 outs on the contract for a buyer. Guess how many outs there are for the seller? How many? Two. Mm. There are two ways that a seller can back out of a contract. Um, obviously, a buyer is in default. Uh, and then the second one, if they don't turn in their earnings on time, <laughs> no figure. So if and, and you have to prove that the buyer is in default, you can't just speculate <laughs> like you have to find the <laughs> actual reason that they're in default. Uh, so nine times out of 10, earnest money really is not a big deal. It looks good when, when you when you're buying that, you know, three hundred thousand dollar home and you put down ten thousand dollars. But in actuality, out of all. Out of all intents and purposes, if, if it's his and if if the buyer's agent is knowledgeable and has done what they were supposed to do to protect their buyer, the buyer will get that money back. Mm. So that's the earnest money, you know. So from a seller perspective, we got to look at it from a five P's. Prior planning prevents poor performance. Mm. As long as you have all your ducks in a row, if you have a survey. If you have all of your disclosures in order, if you've already looked up your HOA information and submitted your HOA documents that you have, all that goes into play as the seller. 
because you're you're cutting, you're preventing all of those outs that the buyer has. So have all your ducks in a row. So we're gonna shimmy down a little bit to the to the option period. So let me let, so let me let me let me let me recap. Have your ducks in a row, and all things being equal, the person that pays the earnest money on time, maybe even more, shows shows a better face in this market currently today. Right. Right. Got exactly. It. All right. In earnest money, you have three days to get it submitted. Um, and, and if that third day falls on a holiday or a weekend, then it's the next business day. Mm-hmm. So you have ample time to do it. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, get it done from a buyer's perspective, get it done from a seller's perspective, make sure they get it done. So run down to the option period. So the option period, some people call it the due diligence period. Uh, there, there is a option period fee or an option fee that the buyer pays directly to the seller. Um, and when I say directly to the seller, it is submitted to the company, but the seller can request it at any point in time. That, that amount of money gives the buyer the opportunity to back out of the contract for a specified amount of time, whether it be three days, five days, seven days, 10 days, 14 days, however long they want that option period or due diligence period to be. And they pay a fee to the seller for that. So from a buyer's perspective, you want it to be long enough so that you can get an inspection. And if there are any improvements that you want to make to the property, that you have enough time, your contractors come in, get bids, do all that due diligence before that time period runs out. As long as a buyer gets out or or backs out of the contract or terminates the contract before that option period ends, they don't have to have a reason. They could have just woke up on the wrong side of the bed one day and said, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. And they can back out. From a seller, now looking at it from the seller's perspective, you want that time period to be as short as possible because that's time that your house is is not officially on the market. So can you still market your property as a seller when it's within the option period? Yes. Are most buyers going to want to take a look, take the time to go look at that property while it's within the option period? No, because it's already under contract. So the seller wants that period to be as short as possible. Uh, You know, three days, five days. You want to give the buyer enough time to get an inspection, you know, if if that's what they choose to do. Uh, But you want to make sure that the buyer is serious. So however much time they need, you want to be compensated for it. So I, I know a few years back, 100 bucks, 75 bucks, that will be fine. And today I'm seeing option fees upwards of $1,000 just because buyers want to secure that contract. Because again, this money goes directly to the seller. So whether you go through the go through the contract or not, the seller has that money. Got it. That is not negotiable. Okay. Now the good, you follow through and close on the deal, that gets credited to you at closing. So okay. if you pay the seller a thousand bucks up front, the seller gives you the thousand dollars back at closing. 
Now, got it, got this it. Is one of the tips of the tips of the trade. So you cannot legally buy a contract. So you can't go and say, you know, hey, hey, seller, I know you got multiple offers on this property. Hey, what, what will it take for you to, to take my offer? You can't do that. that that's illegal. So listen up, take some notes. The legal way to buy a contract is to give the seller the option fee and not get it credited back to you at closing. You can defer that money to the seller and do not have to get it back. That's a nugget right there. Mm. Mm. So it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like in America, we don't do bribes. We do campaign contributions. And <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Now, I like this. I, I legitimately like this guy and want him to get in the office. Yes. Yes. Let me give him a million dollars. <laughs> I don't I'm not going to have any influence over him. Right. Right. Of course. Of course. So that's the nugget right there. Got it. Got it. I like that. So so the next piece of the puzzle we're talking about survey. Now, now we're getting into all these items that are not sales price. However, they're going to cost you money. So the survey, if, if, a, if a new survey is needed just for renters, uh, um, it's going to be about 400 bucks. Depending on how big the lot is, how big the house is, it can get more depending on the type of survey that they do. Now, granted, I don't do rural. I don't do farm and ranch. That That's that's not my digs. Um, but as I understand it, those types of surveys can be really expensive because we're talking about acreage. Uh, and the surveyor literally has to go out and walk the entire property because mm. they have to measure it. But for, for sake of residential real estate, survey is going to be about 400 bucks. If, if a new one is required, somebody has to pay for it. Title policy. Title policy is the insurance that the buyer gets so that nobody can come and claim a lien on the property after they close. For example, seller gets the roof done in preparation to sell the house. Seller never pays the roofer. Roofer goes and puts a lien on the house. Once the buyer purchases that house, they are not responsible for that lien because they would have had a title policy. It is literally insurance against the title. Yeah, and so so it's, it's helpful to have a really good title agent like Taisha Lewis. Um, <laughs> Hashtag close with Taisha. <laughs> you knew where I was going with that one. <laughs> so now title policy that, that runs the gamut is totally dependent on the sales price. So it, it's a running scale and I'm not the title expert. I, I really need my wife for this one, but I want roughly about 60% of this no, not sixty percent of the sales price. Don't worry about it. Never mind. We're not gonna worry about it. And we'll bring Taisha on one day to do to do a title episode. Right, right, exactly. She can go over that. Um, but let's say it's gonna start somewhere about fifteen hundred, depending on the price that a house is gonna go up. Uh, fifteen hundred for let's say a two hundred thousand dollar house. Mm -hmm. 
and then it just incrementally goes up with the price. Got it. So that's thousand that has to be negotiated. Somebody has to pay for it. Uh, and I've seen cases where people have actually split that uh, for the title policy. But the next item, home warranty. Home warranty is, or residential service contract, is how the buyer is somewhat protected uh, because the seller generally gets the buyer home warranty to protect them against any damages that is done to any of the major systems of the house. So things that you'll see, drop my phone. Things that you'll see are like HVAC, that's a major one, you know, plumbing issues, electrical issues. Uh, that's what you usually see for home warranty claims. Some appliances, if you choose to get that. Home warranties, anywhere 400, I've seen them all the way up to about 800 bucks. If there's a larger house, multiple kitchens with a pool, you know, all of that stuff can be included into a home warranty. So that's that's anywhere 400 to 800 you have to negotiate. Close date. People think the date isn't important. The date is very important. Call a per diem. Every day that the seller is in the house, the seller's paying. You're closing uh, on the 15th and you have to extend that contract, let's say for a week, that's a week more that the seller has to pay and a week less that this buyer has to pay. So that adds up. If, if you're in a let's say your per diem is $100 a day. That's how much it costs you to live in your house. If you extend it a week, that's $700 mm. that somebody has to pay for. Uh, now, the other items on are arbitrary and it goes along with the house. Mm -hmm. um, so we, I don't want to get into yeah, no, all yeah, that. Yeah, hey, look, we, we don't want to give them everything. We just want to let them know, you know what I'm saying? Just drop some, drop some nuggets. Mm -hmm. But depending on where you're way it could be a negotiation you know that could be any hundred bucks to depend on the hoa thousands back we talked about that that could be anywhere from free to thousands mm -hmm. so there's a lot of aspects of the contract other than just sales price i i was gonna say and it 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 uh it makes me think how many people you know, let's say let's say you on the other side of the table with a realtor who doesn't know what they're talking about. I mean, that's kind of like I feel sorry for the other other party that the realtor representative because you can just eat their lunch, and you know, and it costs and it costs you know that uh, that other realtor's yeah. client lots of money. Yeah, yeah, it, and you, and you don't know like yeah. as a as a consumer don't know. Unless somebody is properly informing you about what's going on. Right. Because I've seen it happen. I've seen it many occasions where I'm just shaking my head like, my goodness. Mm. They just have, they have no idea. Mm. And you can't say nothing, right? Dang, that'd be messed up. Mm -hmm. I mean, because why would you, right? You're trying to get the best deal for your client. I'm, I, once we sign that agreement, <laughs> my, my allegiance is to my client. Yeah. Yeah. I have to disclose material fact and be honest and fair. 
Hey, now I get it. Man. Well, this, is subjective. This this is this is useful and helpful information, and uh, and and we we have we have found um, a, maybe some a consistent recurring you know episode we can do every you know every month or so about negotiations, and then we also got to bring Taisha in one day talk about the title process. You know, this I, is true. I, I, matter of fact, I had I had somebody who asked me, "Hey, when are you gonna have that couple back on? You know, the, you know, the couple. They were just so good, <laughs> real estate couple." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like them too." Oh man, crowd favorite. I like it. <laughs> crowd favorites, right? <laughs> so uh, let everybody know how they can reach you if they have any information on buying or selling a home or anything real real estate related, residential real estate related. The the best way to reach me is via cell phone. Uh, it's seven three seven two. 3022. You can email me as well, Rob at Inc Realty Group.com. Inc is with a K. And otherwise, I'm on social media, Rob L the Realtor across most channels. All right. Well, enjoy, enjoy your week until next week. And y'all enjoy your day until tomorrow. All right. Make it a great one. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.